Loading. Hey, we are live. Alive. Is my mic on? Check one, two, skeet skirt. What's cracking? What's cracking, Mr. Peoples on YouTube? Excuse me, my head's going to be scattered for a second while I email out my patrons and I email out all the people in Discord and I email all of my friends to come join me. So, this is the first of the 2020 Q&As, live streams. Are we still live? I hope so. Um, this is the first of the Q&A live streams for our Patreons, where I'm answering any and all questions that y'all have for the next um, for the next 30 minutes or 40 minutes or so. You know what? I'm going to close the window for your guys' sake. Otherwise, I'm going to be staring at them all day. So, uh, you guys can come join me and ask any questions you want. Fantasy related, dynasty, redraft, trades, waiver wire, life. I don't really give a shit what you guys ask me. But I'm going to be doing this every Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. The way to get into the actual live stream itself is by joining our Patreon. So, patreon.com slash B-D-G-E. Okay. Within Patreon, you will also get access to our year-round dynasty rankings. You'll get an in-season live stream like this every Saturday during the summer, during the season, when I'm dead, all of the above. All right, people, what's up? Is the chat working? I don't see anybody saying nothing. Usually we got like a zillion people in here by now. I might throw this in the Discord for the first couple. Where we at, Discord? There we go. What up, Adam? First question of the day. Uh, so I actually just recorded a big piece on Jonathan Taylor coming out on Monday. So Monday's video, I go into polarizing players where I talk about dudes that are, I, for some dumbass reason, I thought the word polarizing meant like flashy, you know, but polarizing really means like dividing two types of people, whether you like someone or don't like someone. Jonathan Taylor is one of the guys I broke down. So Jonathan Taylor for redraft stuff. Um, I'm not a fan of him where he's going right now. He's like the end of the third, early fourth round. There's too much going on in that backfield for me to want to draft him that early. Like guys in similar situations, like the Miles Sanders is of last year, where, you know, really young, exciting ass rookie that has a really high ceiling. That kind of guy didn't go until round six or seven of the drafts. So where we have to take Jonathan Taylor now, there's too much risk for me, right? Those first few rounds, I'm not really, I mean, you're always shooting for upside, of course, but all the guys kind of have inherent upside in them. So while you're getting upside from a guy like Jonathan Taylor, the floor and the risk is pretty fucking high for someone that you have to pick. I think his ADP is the end of the third round, like 36, 37. Hello, Mr. George. Uh, so this shirt is from Barney Cools, B-A-R-N-E-Y Cools, literally my favorite brand for clothing that I've recently found over the last year, year and a half. They're an Australian company. Very high quality clothes, but they're kind of fucking expensive. Um, I'm going to post this in the general chat real quick in Discord so we can get some more people in here. We can get some more questions going. What the fuck did I just do? There we go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, yeah, Barney Cools. 
is the website. Australian, amazing, kind of expensive, but great material, well worth it. I have like, you know what sucks? I bought like 15 shirts like this. Great, great design, like fucking swaggy. It was ready to dominate the summer. And then like, where do I wear them? I just wear them around my house. I wear them to impress you guys. You guys don't fucking appreciate it. Do you think Marlon Mack can go somewhere next year and be used as a 16 to 18 carry guy? Yeah, I really do. Um, Q&A Saturday. Yeah, I really do. I, I think he'll end up somewhere. He's proven he's proven that he's a good back in the NFL. Like, he went for over 1,000 rushing yards last year. He was number 10 in the NFL. I talked about Marlon Mack uh, pretty heavily, actually, in the video where I talked about Jonathan Taylor on Monday. And... Uh, I mean, there are a lot of situations where these where these younger running backs can end up and still be like really heavily utilized and still be good pieces of dynasty. I think Marlon Mack has a good chance to do that. I think Aaron Jones has a good chance to do that. I'm weary of uh, a guy like Aaron Jones. I mean, uh, a guy like Carryon Johnson, because I don't know if he's really that talented and he's got so many fucking. Um, I don't know if he's got so many. <sighs> Sorry, I always fucking lose my train of thought when people start coming into the live stream. But yeah, I think Marlon Mack can go somewhere. I don't know if 16 to 18 carries is realistic, but I think he can definitely be like a 1A or at least a 1B in a good offense. San Fran, anyone? What are we sipping on today? Uh, straight, straight fucking productivity juice today. All caffeine. The perfect day. 10 hours of caffeine, 4 hours of alcohol. No alcohol indulged into yet. Because now that Saturdays are part of the work day, since we're going 6 days a week, I will... Um, I will probably hold off drinking alcohol until after these shows. I want to stay on top. I want to make sure that y'all are here and I'm giving you value for what you're paying for. Understood? What's up? Is that Creed? Yo, this dude Future is on point in the Discord. I'm going to go ahead and assume that you are Future. Is it New esports fan, is that you, Future? Like, I actually want to ask you something. What up, Mr. N. Peretz? Easton, what's good? Thoughts on Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders stack of the 112 and 201 of a Dynasty Superflex startup. Brandon, I'm all aboard it, man. I'm all about that. I've uh, I've gotten in a lot of best ball drafts this summer already. I know this is redraft and best ball. It's not Dynasty, but I'm totally fine with Sanders and Jacobs at the uh, the 12-1 turn. I took Sanders in a recent in a recent Dynasty startup I was in at the 109, and some people in the group chat were like, "Oh, Sanders is going so high." I'm like, "Bitch," because he's going about to be the RB one. I would have drafted 101 if I had that fucking pick ho yeah so I'm, I'm definitely cool on jacobs and miles sanders you really don't have to worry about running backs even like get them too and then stack deandre swift in the early fourth round that's what i've been doing in most of my startups what's the earliest you would go so also follow up off that question i took him I've, i i want to say it was the 109 in the draft i was in miles sanders yo why are you not making margaritas the real you know what the last time i did a q a the last time i did a q a was when the when the draft guide launched when the draft guide launched and I spilled margarita, you guys got me fucked up during that live stream and I spilled the margarita all over my laptop. And to this day, because of that, the fucking L and the semicolon doesn't work. Maybe, you know what? Maybe that was destiny. And maybe God is like, Nick, you ain't taking another fucking L this summer. So I'm just not even going to allow you to type that. That's what I'm going to go with on that. But no, I spilled margarita fucking everywhere. You know what? There's too much technology. You wouldn't believe the amount of technology I have on my table right now. So we have the laptop. We got AirPods. We got this fucking device that goes into the laptop. We've got two cameras with two very high class microphones as well as lenses. I've got 
multiple Bluetooth speakers. I've got my Apple charger. I got the webcam that you're recording. So fucking, if so facto, we're not doing margaritas on the HQ desk anymore, right? Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell. Freeman said he would sign anywhere right now. What's the best case scenario for him? Yeah, the best case scenario was that he signs anywhere. No team wants his fucking busted ass. Good afternoon, Nicholas. How are you, buddy? Hey, Nicholas, how uh, how are like the engagement and the view counts doing on your channel right now? I feel like we've kind of hit a, a stagnant point for just fantasy in general on YouTube. Uh, I feel like the view, maybe it's because when you look back at last year's views, it also encapsulates the entire month of August. So uh, we don't have those numbers yet. And I guess a lot of people start in August and start watching videos that we put out in July and June. But I feel like the numbers are kind of like where they were last year and not growing at a tremendous rate. I think there's just so much fucking saturation on YouTube now. How about Leonard Fournette, who is better than both Mac and Aaron Jones? Uh, yeah, I don't think Leonard Fournette's better than those two. I think if he was good, maybe Jacksonville would not try to trade him for a six-round pick. With all the Damian Williams noise coming from KC, is he worth a flex pick and redraft? I'm I'm avoiding Damian Williams and redraft. Um, so so I actually already filmed both Monday and Tuesday's video. Monday's video is going to be polarizing players. So guys, it was specifically I talked about. I went in depth on Lamar Jackson, Jonathan Taylor, AJ Brown, and DK Metcalf. And then kind of everyone that encapsulates those four guys and what their outlooks are going to be. Tuesday, I talked about some running back sleepers. So last week, we went through the top five running backs that I think are the riskiest in the early rounds. And it was uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Dalvin Cook, James Conner, Todd Gurley, and I'm forgetting one of them. But basic, and mm, I don't fucking know. But basically, in this RB sleepers video, a lot of the time, I just kind of looked at who I thought were the riskiest ones and who were the worthwhile backups uh, unfortunately, like Damian Williams was going too early in drafts right now. He's going like pick 65, 70 overall. And like in that sixth to seventh round range, that's like where you're getting guys like Terry McLaurin. That's where you're getting like the DJ Charks. If you're in a suit, you can get your QB2 and super flex. So like I'm definitely not looking to target a guy like Damian Williams unless he's falling deeper into the draft. What's popping? Logan Paul draft value post Cam Newton vlog. I'm not honestly. I don't fucking watch a lot of comment content on YouTube, so I don't even know what you're talking about. What's the strategy you're going with picking from the two spot? So obviously you're going to take whoever of C Mac and Saquon fall to you at two. It's tough because depending on what kind of league you're in you might not be able to get, you know, I've seen, I've seen like Miles Sanders go at the one, one Oh nine, but I've also seen him drop to like the two Oh nine. Right. And Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler and guys like that. So if I can get one of those guys in that like second tier of running backs dropping to the two ten or wherever you are in the second pick, then I'm, I'm going to stack up double running backs there for sure. If not, I mean, you're, you're going to have to take one of the elite wide receivers, unfortunately. Um, but I would also make sure that like, Maybe I'll hit rounds three and four with a running back or rounds four and five, like maybe a, a Chris Carson, David Montgomery kind of stack there and hope that one of them pans out, stays healthy, gives you like high end RB2 numbers for the remainder of the year. But uh, at, at that point, I'm not going to reach me personally. I'm not going to reach for guys like Leonard Fournette or like Melvin Gordon, you know, early, early third round or like the late second round just to be like, fuck, I need another running back. 
Probably not the right way to do it. Also, for those of y'all new here and watching it after the fact, again, if y'all want to join the live streams and ask your questions and fucking hang out with me for whatever weird reason you'd want to do that, you can join Patreon. Patreon.com slash B-D-G-E. Skirt. Uh, Miles Sanders or Derrick Henry in redraft? I get this question a lot. To be honest with you, even in full PPR, I'm probably still going to go with Derrick Henry. At the end of the day, he's almost, he's all but guaranteed to be an RB1. And like, if you're just going to solidify that into my lineup, I'm I'm good with that. Do you take into account players who might get COVID because of their behavior? Uh, No, I'm not. It, that's, I feel like that's just a fucking waste of time. Like, if we're going to start being psychologists and shit, we're in the wrong field. Got to throw my AJ Green support out there real quick. Listen. I actually like AJ Green more this year than that felt so fucking good last year, by the way. Like I was like, don't I was saying he's not going to play this year or 2019 back in like March. Well, everyone was like, he's such a good value. I was like, he ain't stepping foot on the fucking field like a year in advance. Shit felt good as fuck this year. I like him a lot more this year than I did last year. He's not a guy I'm targeting, but like I'm not about to put my name on it and say like you cannot draft him because then I'm going to look like an asshole because I'll probably play this year. But still, fuck AJ Green. Thoughts on Austin Eckler and Dynasty? Do you see him as a fringe RB1 for the next few years? Uh, Eckler's a really tough situation in Dynasty. Uh, I have him in one or two leagues, I think, where I drafted last year and drafted him late, of course. He's a guy I'm holding on to. I just, listen, you don't sign him to that contract. It, it, it's not like, it's not even a projection at this point. Like, we just saw what he did last year. We just saw them giving him 16 to 18 touches a game. Like, we just saw that happen. So there's no reason for that to change up after giving them the contract. So people, I think, are just so jittery to buy and sell in Dynasty because they're like fucking trade addicts over here. But I think at the end of the day, um, Eckler is just a really good piece to have on your team. So I'm not always trying to strike when the deal is right or or get a try to buy low in Dynasty. Most people that play Dynasty at this point are sharp. Like, the reason you're playing Dynasty is because you're really fucking into fantasy football. And it's hard to take advantage a lot of the time of guys like Austin Eckler. Like, it's not so easy to buy low and sell high on guys. So Eckler's a guy that I I have pretty good confidence in over the next few years that he's just going to continue to return top 15 RB value with games where he spikes up as the the RB3 for the week and stuff, you know? That live stream was not legendary. That live stream set me back about three days in life. I went on a fucking bender after that. Free isn't washed, bro. He can. Oh my god! I'm like, I can't even entertain that comment. No training camp means no casual hype yet. Yeah, very true. I was thinking about that. I was like, I've been a lot less stressed this off season because I don't have to worry about all of the training camp reports. Like a lot of the time, like for instance, I already filmed and edited and uploaded Monday and Tuesday's video. A typical summer, I wouldn't be able to do that because I know between now and then there'd be like 17 reports that are contrary to the takes that I made in the video. And then all you guys would be fucking yelling about it in the comment section. I have to tell you to stop yelling and then things get fucking out of control and I want to quit YouTube. So thank God for no fucking training camp up to this point. Now anxiety season starts. You've been checking out any of those NFL props, some intriguing lines on the rookies that we might be able to bank on JT line is 700 yards. Yes, I tweeted that out like two days ago. I feel like you probably saw that from me. So I've looked at some of the lines. Um, 
I, I love that line. I, I might fucking smash the under on that. Vegas is expecting everybody to hit the over on JT. There's a reason Vegas stays in business. And there's a reason y'all are fucking broke, including me. Don't bet that line. It's the fishiest line I've ever seen. I'm telling you, Marlon Mack is going to have a big role for a long time in 2020. In a redraft, would you consider having someone around Montgomery caliber as a RB2? I mean, I don't want that to be the case because there's, just, there's listen, like Montgomery is going to get the volume on the ground, but most of that volume is going to come by way of between the 20s tackles, between the 20 yard line, shitty volume, non-valuable volume is, is what we need to start. That's what we need to start normalizing in fantasy. It's Volume is not important when it's non-valuable volume. Valuable volume in fantasy is targets and it's carries inside the 10 and inside the five yard line. The Chicago Bears are going to be a very terrible offense. I think we can all say that confidently. The problem with David Montgomery is he going to end up with 240, 250 carries and average 3.7 yards per carry. Like that's very, very much in his range of outcomes. Like if he finishes the season with 800 rushing yards, six touchdowns, you're not going to be happy with that. The volume is going to be there. Yeah. But is it valuable volume? That's what you need to kind of weigh when you're talking about risk and reward. So I'll draft David Montgomery. He's not a guy I'm avoiding by any means. But if I'm going into the draft, like, yeah, I could fade running backs because I get David Montgomery as the RB2. I don't think you're going to be feeling that good at the end of the year. Nicholas, not as good as I would hope, but I think there's worries about Corona making people more scared to do research earlier than August. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. I feel like people like to watch the content regardless of what time of the year it is. I think more so from like a purchasing standpoint, if you're selling a product or something, I can understand why numbers would be down right now because of that. I have seen some comments where they're just like, yeah, our league doesn't even want to play fantasy this year because it's getting too hectic. I'm just like, what the fuck are you, the fuck is you saying, dog? If you had to choose one top tier player to opt out, who would it be? What do you mean if I had to choose? Like who would I want to opt out? Or do you think who, who I think is gonna? It's fucking Todd Gurley. Bitch ass. There was big noise in the Discord on where Fournette should be going in drafts. Do you think mid third is too early? And do you prefer Connor or Bell? Uh, I don't prefer Connor or Bell to Fournette. I prefer Fournette to both of those guys. I prefer neither of those guys on my team, however. Um, mid third. I'm just, Fournette's just not a guy I'm going to be drafting. Like, if you look at my, a lot of the times when I do my rankings, you'll see guys that are, like, really, really far off most people's, like, consensus rankings. Like, you'll see rankings that are, like, very safe for the most part. If you see a guy that's, like, really, you know, like, Fournette might be, like, my 49th ranked player or some shit like that, right? A spot where he'll never land in a draft. It's not necessarily that I think he's, like, the 49th best player. It's my way of telling you guys, you know, you value my opinion, you value my rankings. It's my way of being, like, don't draft Fournette's ass. That's my way of saying, like, that's a guy I will not be targeting. Most of the time, when you look to draft for value, that's what fucks you. Value don't win you chips, all right? I'm going to keep normalizing that statement as well. Value are the picks you make that you regret immediately. Would you draft David Montgomery over Gurley? Uh, yeah, I would. The level of concern I have for Gurley is probably the highest of anyone fucking in the fantasy world. Last it was it was perfect. It was and I talked about this in the video I filmed today, but at the end of the video earlier this week when I was talking about the riskiest earlier on running backs and I was like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but Todd Gurley's not going to get the volume that people think he is in Atlanta. And then like 10 minutes later the report comes out from Mike Clay about how Brian Hill 
um, people in the Falcons locker room were whispering that Brian Hill should get a chance to, to be the feature back. Brian Hill's going to be the feature back. Edo Smith got hurt. He's going to get some passing work. Quadra Allison probably going to get some goal line work. I'm telling you, Todd Gurley is the fucking fade of all fades in 2020. You know why? It's built up to be such a fucking... F we couldn't get haircuts for six months, so we needed to compensate for the lack of fades, so we're doing it with Todd Gurley. That's what's happening right now. Nick, does Alex Smith start a game this year? Mmm. Uh, I'm going to be trying to pick him up in my Superflex Dynasty Leagues, but... I if I had to put money on it, I'm going to say no. I think they give Dwayne Haskins the year. Cam worked out with Logan Paul. Um, no comment. Have we talked about your shirt yet? Yeah, someone asked me where I got it from. Were you were you like uh, making fun of my shirt? Or are you like, damn, that's swaggy as shit. Where'd you get it? Can I buy it from you off your back? What if I signed this shirt and sold it to you? What's the price on that? Talking Fournette in mid-third is not a reach. No, I didn't say it was a reach. I just don't like the pick. Why is there 30 people and only six likes? Yeah, what the fuck? Lock it up. Lock it up. No, you lock it up. Is Zeke the safest player in early first round because he had COVID? I don't... I. I really can't speak to COVID, man. Like, maybe he's not the safest. Maybe he's the least safe because maybe COVID is going to affect his body when he starts putting a lot of pressure on it. How do you know that when he starts overworking himself, when he's trying to get back into NFL shape, COVID is still lingering inside him and enlarges his heart like that guy, the pitcher? Like, we don't know. You don't know shit. I don't know shit. You don't know shit. None of us know shit. I don't even know why you guys listen to me. Do you think it hurts Sanders' value at all if the Eagles were to sign Freeman? Yeah, listen, realistically, I love Miles Sanders. If they sign a veteran back, I will pull. I will pull back. Pull. That was rude of me. I will fucking pull all the way bike on Sanders. Still a guy that I want on my team, but I'm not going to be spending like the 106 or the 107 on him because that's them telling you that they will be using a running back by committee. How would you rank Gurley Carson? Man, a lot of these questions, guys, could just be answered from my rankings, which are in the draft guide as well as on Patreon, as well as in that box, which you'll never know. If forced to do zero RB, which late round running backs do you like best? Tune into Tuesday's video. It is my favorite late round running back targets. Late round running back sleeper target breakouts. Fucking all capital clickbait to the fucking max. Maximilus. Does the lack of training camp make you pause before drafting rookies? Have you dropped rookies in Dynasty or redraft because of it? Uh, I'm just not going to be drafting many rookies in redraft overall. I, the, the running backs, I'll, I'll be fine drafting them. Um, Dynasty, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dropping rookies in Dynasty because of it. It does give me pause for concern. Cause for concern, wherever the fuck the right phrase is. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be drafting any, any wide receivers probably that are rookies this year. I'm definitely not going to be drafting tight ends. I think that I love DeAndre Swift. That's really all I need to say. Um, I'm at the 104 in a 10-team full PPR super flex dynasty league. You know what's so funny? Like that statement right there. I'm at the 104 in a 10-team full PPR super flex dynasty league. 
would just blow most fucking people's faces off their head. Like a non-fantasy football person hearing that would be like, what are you doing? What fucking language are you speaking when you say those things in continuity? What's up, Yannick? I love you more. Um, but when, I, when that, that shit is like a second language. That shit is second nature to me. It's the back of my hand. It's a bike of it. 104 in a 10-team full PPR Superflex Dynasty League. I have a strong feeling Lamar is getting picked top three. Should I go Zeke, Saquon, or take Mike Thomas and go for value RBs? Uh, no, I would, I would take Saquon if he's there, dude. I would, well, I would take whichever of C-Mac, Saquon, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson falls to you in that order. Monty or most there? Uh, I would go with, uh, Montgomery. I have no faith that we're going to be actually able to correctly predict which 49ers running back to own, especially on a weekly basis. Max's table looking sharp, all stained up. Yeah, it's completely finished. I think we might put another, uh, layer of polyurethane on the legs to make it nice and shiny, but the top is completely done. Now we're just going to start adding little kinks to it. Maybe put a couple cup holders in it, make a little thing where we could throw the boom stick into it. A little hole for animals. Pee pee. You still don't like Devin Singletary given Zach Moss's terrible injury profile. Um, what do you mean? Zach Moss's terrible injury profile. I feel like Zach Moss. Is he an injury prone player? I feel like he's not at all. He missed like one game in 2018. Otherwise, it was 10 games, 13 games, 9 games, 13 games. I feel like you're making shit up just to fuck with me right now. Don't get me in my zone. Don't get me in my Zach Moss injury zone. Nobody needs to see that. Not a single mother. I mean, shout out to the single mothers, but you know what I meant. Just grabbed Hill on waivers. Good pickup, Lewis. You will not be disappointed. New esports fan. Brian Hill reported came at, report came out because Gurley hinted he may opt out if he doesn't feel comfortable. I mean, like, yeah, I'd believe you if you could prove that, but you're also just a person on YouTube. I meant dropped rookies in your rankings because of lack of camp and stuff. Oh, uh, no, not really. For Dynasty, I mean, I don't look at, like, things that will affect two-week sample sizes. Like, maybe it takes an extra two weeks for Clyde to get the job or something like that, so not a big deal. 250 PayPal. Oh, wow. You guys are like real behind on my shit, huh? If you ask your redraft league about continuing, how long do you give them if they don't respond? Uh, I mean, I don't, I, that sounds like a fraudulent, fraudulent redraft league. The only redraft leagues I play in are like solidified leagues for like 10 years. Um, I mean, listen, as the commissioner, the best you could do is give them the heads up. It should be some sort of group chat. Get the guys in who want to play. The guys who haven't answered, maybe give them a personal text message or something. Reach out to them so that you've got proof. You can, you know, if you, if they come back to you and they get pissed, if they come back to you and get pissed about um, you leaving them out, be like, yep, I hit up the group chat. You didn't answer. I texted you personally. You didn't fucking answer. So then you can stock it up with other players. Also, we will be opening up Big Dogs redraft leagues in August. Uh, I'm not sure the exact date. I don't know if it's going to be popping off on August 1st, but the same way that we opened up a bunch of Dynasty startup drafts for you guys, we are going to be doing that for redraft leagues. So if you can't find a 
11 friends like myself. It's fucking hard world out here to find friends, man. People are mean. A bunch of fucking bullies in the fantasy space. Honestly, everyone's like so nice. It's kind of fucking cringeworthy. I'm probably the biggest asshole in fantasy. I still think I'm a pretty okay guy, though. I don't even know where all that's coming from. What the fuck was I talking about? Oh, the redraft leagues. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll open them up for you guys. So even if you're in a dynasty league and you like all the dudes that you're in a league with, fucking rake off a redraft league with them. Miles Sanders at the 207. Anthony Scott, fuck yeah, baby. Take that all day. I'll take him at the 107. Boy, your face flogs. Is drafting Clyde in the second round for Dynasty bad? Uh, No, I, I think I have him ranked. I forget where I have him ranked overall. I think I have him in somewhere in like the 15 to 21-ish range. So right there in the second round. Adam, give Lamb and Edmonds and get Woods and Thielen. Need to start three wide receivers and three flex. Uh, I need, guys, if you're going to ask me just like straight up player questions like that, I'm, I'm going to need more context behind it. Um, is that, I'm assuming that's Dynasty. Is it PPR? Is it Standard? Sub with it. Mihal Pandi. That is some name, brother. Would you look to trade down at 104 in a Superflex Dynasty League or just grab one of the top four? I would personally, if if Saquon or, or C-Mac are not there at the 104, which is probably pulling it, I would look to trade down. But I'm not doing it from the rip. Like, I'm waiting until I'm on the clock and then trading out. Because if you trade out at the 104 before the draft even starts and then fucking Saquon's sitting there for you at four, you're going to be fucking putting your fingers through the cheese grater. Don't know where that came from. Does having the primary running back in a dirt cutter Falcons offense even matter, really? That's what I'm fucking saying. Dirt cutters literally never ran an offense with a successful ground game. I understand that Freeman caught a bunch of dump off passes last year, but that, like I'm not in, people want to invest in Todd Gurley because Devonta Freeman got 70 targets or some shit. Was anyone happy with their third round pick of Devonta Freeman last year? Fuck no. What do you think about Joe Mixon for Dynasty? Man, he's such a tough a tough read for me. I have him in a couple places in Dynasty. Another guy I'm holding on, but I will say, man, it's kind of risky to hold on to him because his value is really high right now. Everyone's expecting him to take that next leap. But like most running backs that are supposed to be elite break out within the first three, four fucking years that they're in the league. I guess he's had many breakouts and given the context of the team that he's been on, like I understand why... Um, it's easy to make excuses for it. But I just don't know if they're ever going to use him the right way in the passing game, man. And at some point, like, I, I don't care about all the carries he's getting on the 40-yard line. So Mixon, I mean, I'm I, he's still worth a first-round pick for Dynasty, like in a startup draft. But I will put my hesitation out there. How far do you think salary caps drop after this year? I mean... Dude, to be honest with you, I don't really like read into all of the technical shit, man. I just wait until the real finalized reports come out and they actually matter for fantasy. Like I don't I don't really read into and use my time to like understand the fucking NFL itself, to be honest. I do when I need to, when I need to relate it back to fantasy, but salary cap can go sit on it. 
Better receiving core, tight end and wide receiver. Tampa or Dallas? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to go with Tampa. Their high-end talent is just too high. Like, Evans and Godwin are both statistically, like, top five. Cooper's good, but can't stay consistent at all. CD's a projection. I think Blake Jarwin and whoever's in uh, Tampa, I guess it's Gronk, OJ Howard, whoever. Um, Yeah, I'll give it to Tampa because their high-end talent is higher than Dallas, I think. Do you think Johnson and Juju both be top 20 receivers? Uh, I think it's possible. I don't think it's likely, though. I think Juju will probably finish around that wide receiver 14-15. And then Deontay Johnson could break out in a major way, but I still think he probably flirts closer with like a wide receiver 26-28 range. Skirt. What up, Justin? Okay, hold on one sec. I need to clarify something. Okay. Nick, Gurley said on 724, 10 a.m. that he would consider opting out. Mike Clay tweet about Brian Hill came out at, 10, at 2 p.m. Yes, but the article came out on July 23rd. Just because he tweeted about it doesn't mean what they said about Brian Hill didn't come out before because it did. So, shh. Gurley ain't shit. Go draft Gurley and come back to me fucking next year when I'm right and you're wrong and you're not the GOAT. I have the 102 in a 10-team PPR league. Should I look to trade up and the second grab an RB or just go CH and DJ or go. Uh, I don't know if this is dynasty or redraft, so I'm not really sure. I would, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, guys, you need to give me context behind what you're asking me. There's too many questions and too many leagues are specific for me to just give general advice. Thoughts on Juju this year. Is he wide receiver one? I, I mean, I think he'll end up as a border wide receiver one, but I just think the ceiling that we wanted to see from him might be capped this year. I don't Pittsburgh is going to be a weird offense, man. I think, they have a very wide range of outcomes for this year. I think their offensive line has been really good for a really long time. And I think we're going to start seeing it decline a little bit. I don't know what we're going to get out of Big Ben. I don't even know who his favorite fucking receiver is at this point. I mean, it's definitely still Juju, but I don't know. I don't know. This offense, I feel like, could fall apart kind of quickly, even with Big Ben. All right, back to Adam's question. Give Lamb and Edmonds, get Woods and Thielen, need to start three wide receivers and three flex. Half PPR, one quarterback. Um, I mean, my favorite player in the trade is Lamb. But I think Woods and Thielen are both really good pieces. So I would, I would, take, I would take the Woods and Thielen side, especially because you need to start three wide receivers. How early is too early to draft Kyler Murray and Mark Andrews in a super flex dynasty league? I, dude, I've seen I've seen Kyler Murray go off the board at like the 106, I think, in a super flex startup. Mark Andrews, uh, depending on if it's a tight end premium or not, 
in the tight end premium, I think honestly, I think early third round is okay with me. Um, in in regular scoring, where it's just half PPR for tight end, or if it's got the same PPR scoring for tight ends, I'll drop Mark Andrews down a little bit. He's probably not. I would say late third, probably early fourth is better. But I mean, listen, in dynasty, man, just get your fucking guy. Don't worry about value. Everyone's ADPs are going to be fucked. Everyone's draft is so different. Strategy going into startup drafts are just so so different throughout. So much trading. Some people are looking towards the future. Some people want to win now. So don't worry about waiting until value falls to you. If you want a guy, go go get your fucking guy. Nick, can you do some ESPN and Yahoo ADP draft videos? I do sleeper and fantasy pros, but the ADP is way off. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, I, I personally don't draft on ESPN or Yahoo, so I probably won't do that. Also, also... We might be, uh, well, we definitely are fucking closing in on a, uh, a nice sizable deal with a company right now where you will see the remainder of my mock drafts for the summer be hosted on. Won't be ESPN. It won't be Yahoo. Who's your favorite mid to late round receiver to target in Dynasty not named Terry? Um, depending on how late you're talking about, like since you insisted Terry, DJ Chark's going around the same spot. So DJ Chark would be two. I think Hollywood Brown is probably my favorite after those two. And he's usually going around or later after them. So uh, Hollywood Brown for sure. Love Deontay Johnson too. Um, LaVisca Chanel, I love as it, even later. Did you watch the interview of Dave Portnoy and Donald Trump? Yeah, I think that was, uh, I think that was probably the most, I think that was probably the best thing that's happened to Trump in, in a long, long time. Because it made him look semi-human for the first time in as long as I can remember. It was like a human conversation. And uh, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the interview. It was, it was whatever. I don't think it was like groundbreaking. I don't think everyone needs to be calling everybody a fucking racist because of it. Like literally, there was no objective behind it. Like Dave Pornoy was just asking questions like any normal fuck. Like that's exactly how I'd imagine the interview that I conducted with Donald Trump would go. I thought it was funny. Like there are a lot of funny parts to it, but like I just thought it was a a good solid interview, good entertainment value, nothing crazy to take from it. But the internet has to go nuts every time something happens, right? We gotta have some fucking hot takes and be annoying about it. But I still love y'all. So don't get mad. Trade up in the second question was for redraft. Uh I honestly like I've never I've never seen an in trade in draft trade and redraft um so it's kind of hard to speak on it i mean i want i want a lot of early picks in redraft whereas in dynasty i'm okay trading back and getting as many like top 50 60 70 picks as possible because you need the depth and you need the future youth but redraft i mean you're it's a one-year fucking sprint get your solid ass starting lineup in and figure out the rest along the way so i mean yeah trading up i'm i'm fine with but uh, depending on how much you have to give up. Is DJ Moore in your top five dynasty receivers? Uh, let me check my rankings right quick. I want to say if he's not top five, he's like borderline. He's got to be six, seven, the latest. Yeah, he's number five right now. So my top five dynasty wide receivers are Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore. Those are available either via patreon.com slash BDGE or in the Big Dogs Draft Guide. Instructions to get the draft guide will be in the description of this video. 
OG standard league. One keeper. Kamara, Cook, or Chubb. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to take Kamara. Straight up. Just give me the best player. Keyshawn Vaughn or J.K. Dobbins, standard 12-team league last running back. Mm. Uh, I'm going to take Dobbins there. Just give me the guy who I think is way more talented. I just think, I mean, both both guys are going to be in a committee. Give me the one that's in a really good offense with a really good run-blocking line and is really talented. Wouldn't be surprised if neither end up cracking your lineup this year anyways, Justin. Dynasty Cook or Kamara? Give me Kamara. Too many red flags around Cook right now. Like the shirt. Thank you, sir. Again, BarneyCools.com. Australian company. Absolute exploding button-down shirts. Keep Galladay in three or Cup in four, half PPR. Mm. I don't love either of them. Both of them seem like value plays. I'm not really into value plays for per se. It's it, to be honest with you, Maz. It's a it's a fucking coin flip for me. I, I don't have strong conviction either way. Yancey was, was cracking. Do you still do one quarterback leagues? No. Any leagues I play in at this point are super. There is one dynasty league that started, I, th- I think, three, three or four years ago. That is one quarterback. Otherwise, um, otherwise, everything is super flex for me. I wouldn't even if someone invited me to a league to play in a one quarterback league. Now I wouldn't. I wouldn't accept it. It's just not as fun, man. It really isn't. Like I, I don't enjoy playing in leagues where literally only running backs and wide receivers matter. And at this point, like wide receivers almost barely matter. If a team has two really, really good running backs, like it's almost impossible to beat them. But now you make quarterbacks more valuable. The league gets more fun. So I like, I like, I like super flex and I like tight end premium because it makes all of the positions kind of equally valuable. Wentz Rager or DJ cam super flex dynasty, half PPR start three wide receivers. Um, Wentz Rager or DJ cam. Good question. Uh, I almost want to say Cam is like too risky there, but I think I love DJ enough to take that side. Who knows, man? If Cam plays well this year, there's he's still like relatively young. He's 30, 31 years old. He can sign a three or four year deal somewhere and be the starter for the next X number of years. So give me the DJ Cam side, Travis. Nick, what do you think about drafting DK or Lockett with Russell fourth and fifth pick too early to stack? If you're using the fifth round pick on Russell, yeah, I think that's too early. I'm not a fan on. I'm not a fan of uh, using a fifth round pick in a one quarterback league on Russ. And if you're going to use it on a one quarterback uh, on a quarterback in a one QB league that early, I'd rather have Kyler or Dak. Dynasty question: What up, King Kappa? We haven't done our rookie draft yet. Interesting. I have the 105. My RBs are trash, but I have Dak and Matt Ryan at quarterback. So I don't know if, if this is a super flex league or one quarterback league, so I can't really tell what to do with those quarterbacks. Okay, good follow-up, King. But I have Dak and Matt Ryan at quarterback, decent wide receivers, and Kittle, Waller, Hawkinson at tight end. Trade Kittle for what? Um... Man, I, Kittle's a guy I want on my team. I'm not looking to fucking trade George Kittle. I would I would be okay trading 
another one of those tight ends. Uh, see what you could do to, I mean, you're getting one of the top five running backs. Like you're going to get either Taylor, CEH, Swift, Dobbins, or Akers. So you're going to get someone good at the 105 running back wise. If you want to try to push for another one of those top four picks, I think that might be worth it. Um, I don't know what else, what other pieces you have, but I mean, you might be able to stack a Hawkinson or find someone who believes in Hawkinson and stack them with like a, your second, second round pick or something or a third round pick and get, you know, the one Oh four, the one Oh three and get two of those really good rookie running backs. Dynasty Kamara Sanders. Uh, give me Kamara. Hello, James. Wa- I haven't heard any James Washington buzz. I don't know what fucking bees you're hanging around. Sylvia, I don't even know why you answer. You ask a bullshit question like that. You know what my answer is. Bitch, you know what I want. Why are people screaming? Why are they yelling? (laughs) Skirt. Good Lord. Um, okay. What's going on over here? A lot of things fucking flying around. All right. We've been on here for a minute. I'm actually going to have to pop off soon. We've been on here for four. Wow. We've been on here for 45 minutes. Time flies when you hate your life. Uh, where do you have woods ranked for dynasty? I don't know, man. You got to check my dynasty rankings. I'd imagine he's like a sixth round pickish or something like that. Great, great fucking pick if if you fade wide receivers and like he's your wide receiver too that you got late in drafts so good so good so good so good how do you rank Dobbins Swift Acres and PPR Dynasty I'm at the 106 dude honestly I can't I can't stop moving Swift up my board it's it's gonna be Swift Dobbins Acres for me yes Justin I love that duo as a start Whatever fucking whatever setting, whatever draft, whatever, 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 whatever the fuck ever. Sanders Jacobs till we die. In Dynasty, would you rather have Geis or Moser? Oh, it's got to be Geis. He's got like five years on Moser. Moser, it's not going to be a Dynasty piece after next year. I can guarantee you that. Geis is still very, 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 very young, guys. You have to understand, Geis is, Geis is younger than some of the rookies coming in. It's, it's going to take one decent season for Geis to get all of his value back in Dynasty. Nick, is that a picture of Abraham Lincoln doing a crossover dribble? Yes, it is. It used to be on top of there. Actually, you'll hear the story on Monday morning's video. First thing, I just start fucking yelling about Abe Lincoln because it was up there. Then it kept fucking falling down and it kept taking the skateboard shelf down. And back when we were building the table, there was all this wood down there. So literally there was a there's a plant, a pot with dirt and it fucking kept falling all over the wood. So that corner, I'm pretty sure there was like a whole animal infestation going on in my in my corner of my apartment. Fast forward to now. Yes. Abe Lincoln's dunking on you motherfuckers. And I had the fucking Einstein one behind me for all my other videos. And that one fell this morning. It's like a fucking bomb went off in here. I'm out of control. Someone needs to kill me. Okay. 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 I'm going to. 
I'm going to, I'm going to log off now. Uh, thank you guys for joining me for this Q and A. If you are not in the Q and A again, the way to get on next week's Q and A is to sign up on Patreon, patreon.com slash BDGE. When you sign up there, you will get access to our discord channel. All these fucking fools and hooligans asking the question, I believe are from discord probably. And it's a big, it's a big community of, of, it's a big community of big dogs. Does it get bigger? Does it get better? Yeah, probably. But it doesn't get bigger. In there, you'll be able to join redraft leagues come August. You'll be able to join dynasty startup leagues if you're still getting that itch right now. That's it. I love y'all. Enjoy the rest of your Saturdays. Enjoy your weekend, homies and homets. Go fucking create. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.